Hello, I'm John Ryan. And I'm J.D. Orr, and this is the G-Unit, G-League, Team Handball uh, talk here. So, it's a play on, on, yeah, Uh, for our later discussion here, so. I don't, well, yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Uh, We got a G-League, two-way lacrosse star playing for the Golden State Warriors. I, I don't know if he's played very much. You, you're one of those two-way players. Hey, he's probably making more than 98% of our handball heroes here. Correct. <laughs> Correct. I think that's safe, yeah. a safe assumption. Well, we've actually got some uh, some news, quick news happening so that uh, we need to share. So let me uh, let me share the screen here. Breaking news. Let's see here. Live from the presses. And let's go ahead and share. I don't want to know why that came up. Oh. Well, first Old off. At the Bruins. Yeah, you know, we were talking about sports betting. I know nothing about hockey. But when they yeah. give me bets, I got to bet them. They yep. earn value. Expected value higher than one. I'll, I'll figure it out. Yep. <laughs> um, it's tough. Hockey's but, tough. Oh man. Well, I, I've learned a lot about uh, empty net goals at the end of the match. Yep. Yeah. Oh, those those are those are the betters' friend or enemy. Absolutely. The hook is there <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> but anyway, let's talk about uh, Sophie Fassel. Uh moving from uh, her current club, BFL Oldenburg, to. Oakston Hooden, I guess, uh, SV. Um, looks like it looks like a good move from what I could tell. If you read the article, do the Google translation. Uh, uh, looks like it's uh, um, three goalies is just too much for crowd yep. <laughs> on a club team. Uh, but perhaps you can even speak to that a little bit. Uh, uh, having been in that spot myself, uh, especially even on on the the junior national team, I was the third goalie and spent some time playing right wing. So um, I don't think Sophie's uh, would be doing that at her level, um, especially as talented as she is. Um, definitely been a mainstay on our, our women's national team for a long time. Yeah, even even if the goalkeepers are all equal, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to have one, you know, split it into like right. hockey, you, hockey you, periods. You, it just it's awkward. It's awkward. Yeah, and then it's awkward. You know, and then, you know, so, sometimes you can almost make a case um, that you're better off with just one good goalkeeper. <laughs> yep. Even if they're having a bad day. I mean, it's one of those things that's so hard to tell, you know, which goalie's feeling it because, like, you could be doing warm ups and they're just, you know, killing it in warm ups. Then when the game comes, they drop the ball. Um, and I think. I, I haven't been following Barca a lot, but they have a unique problem with, you know, Perez de Vargas and, and Emil Nielsen, where they have two really good goalies. And I feel like de Vargas is kind of, I don't want to say aging out, but, but I feel like Nielsen's been playing better, but they haven't been playing him the whole time. And they've been kind of splitting time here and there. And um, I don't know if it's come back to hurt them, but uh, you, know, you saw... know, they're both so good. And I'm not an expert goalie evaluator i guess yeah, yeah. but uh i watched him today it was that was a hell of a match uh, uh mockdeberg in barcelona 
I'm gonna yeah. have to go back and watch that one because oh. I saw I saw all the the tweets and stuff after the fact, and I was like, "Dang, man!" So, so I, I thought I thought uh, I thought uh, uh, Nielsen did a little bit better, uh, yeah, but you know they went with De Vargas in the second half. You know, Barca lost by one. I mean, it's that's what i'm saying man like it's you gotta ride the hot hand but then at the same time it's like man i don't know will he be better do we need him to be better like what's you know it's and then yeah and that's just two goalies uh, you throw a, a third goalie into that's like that's well, i don't even know <laughs> what am i yeah. supposed to do with this guy and, so. and i think that's what they had they, they alluded to another goalkeeper who'd kind of maybe emerged possibly possibly i don't know but she's going back to you know with this other team it's basically they're right next to each other in the table right now. I don't know what their their historic background are. It sounds like they got two goalkeepers. Sounds like they're not looking to uh, keep a third. Yeah, to put in a third. And I, I would like to think that there was a discussion about. I mean, you don't guarantee playing time, but you get an idea of what the what the coach's philosophy and, and you can look at who your competition is and saying like, hey, they're right at my level. Um, yep. I mean, you, you get that. You get that. You get the interesting situation where um, you, you, you're you're frenemies. You know, yeah. Kind yeah of you, you're trying to team. the team's trying to win, but you're also trying to be the the, the star. You know, so and, and I I heard stories. This is back in the day. You know, when they uh, when you're trying to make an Olympic team. You yeah. Know, and, I, I heard, I don't know if this was confirmed or not. And I don't know oh, oh boy. if it was uh, true or not. But I, I heard a story once where like a wing was trying to make the team. The goalkeeper already knew he was going to make the team. And they were buddies. And they were like going, oh. okay, big scrimmage. First, uh, you know, first shot I'm going to give you, you know, go inside oh. low post yeah. or something like that. I don't know if that's true. That's just what I heard. Um, I don't know. But, it's an interesting, it's an interesting uh, situation you bring up there about you know something as critical as a team like that. So, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't put it past uh, not happening in sport. You know, especially when you know in a sport like this where you as a goalie have a direct correlation to the success of the you know the people around you. So. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Well, let's let's take a look at a fabulous goalie shot earlier today. Oh yes, it's my boy. Just for fun, just for fun. I was just blown away by this play. And you know, one of the things for people back home is that this is probably coming. You know, what and ten feet away at at a you know close to 60 70 miles an hour like uh, well you know i i i kind of backtracked a little bit you know so he's he he kind of was kind of going off to the side a he's little fading bit, away seriously. a little yeah yeah i anytime i missed a shot like that i was pissed at myself i was I, like i should yeah. make that shot you know that should be the expectation uh but to have it ah holy crap Yep, yep. I, I don't say, know if they have a sports psychiatrist, but uh, I think Golarud is going to need one. I think, 
you know, as as I was always told, especially in Germany, that if you know the goalie catches your shot, you owe him a beer. Uh, I think that's a pitcher for a situation well, like that. That's a that's like a, a growler, a case, <laughs> yeah. uh, free beer for a year. Yeah, hey, I mean, you've you, you seen like those new beer places where they have like the wall and you yep, get the little yep. card. Awesome. Yep, yeah. Those places are freaking awesome. I love those places. I think you should have to be like, here's your card. I'm yep. gonna leave it there. It's <laughs> it's gonna be constantly recharged for the rest of the year. Big bad wolf, you win. Yep. <laughs> puffed and puffed and blew all these balls away. But uh yeah, I mean I think I will admit, you know, stick them uh it does help in this instance a little bit for that to be but but you know, we Wolf's not trying to catch it. It's just one of those things. His hands there, and I've shaken his hand. I mean, that dude's hands, him and Landine, it, 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 they're they are not normal humans. I mean, it's you're talking like if here's my hand, we're talking an extra, an extra couple inches. Um, and so that it, it definitely helps. Uh, but it still, I mean, it's still an amazing feat, nonetheless. Yeah, I I, I had to like it, you know. I, I, I sometimes uh, work for the uh, EHF as an editor, and I wasn't even working today. But I got online just to say, hey, you need to get this, this shot. Blow this up. Yeah. Somebody, uh, somebody had already seen it and already posted posted that. So, and I said, and I said, hey, I'm going to try and get Sports Center. I, I don't watch Sports Center anymore. Who knows? Maybe they. I don't know that they. they yeah, that's the one thing. The, the last couple times that I tried to watch Sports Center, you know, it used to be at the end of the hour long show, you had, you know, the top 10. And I feel like now I'll be at my dentist or something like that. It's the only time I ever watch it. And then there's never any top plays. So I never know. Yeah. And then I try to go through their Instagram or Twitter and it's not like they just post their top. About plays. The only time I would watch it is after like uh Monday night football. And then I would watch like the bad beats. Cause I enjoy those. And I a little, yeah. little side story. I almost got a handball bad beat on and I was exchanging messages with Stanford Steve. Oh, but it did not. It did not make the cut. And then I had the EHF. One of the interns was talking with the EHF to get the uh, to get the uh, video. Didn't make oh. the cutting room floor. Dang. Maybe, maybe some other time. But they, you know, they they were. It was at least a to, conversation. So it was a conversation. Yeah. Um. Well, let's talk a little bit about some other social media and yes. then also uh, uh, the USA women uh, at a training camp in Hungary. So yep. pull up some of their some of their social uh, media, play through that. They're actually uh, where we are going to be going here in, uh, <laughs> what, 10 days? A, le- a little less, a little less, nine days, yeah. I think. Yeah. It's coming up quick here, so... Yeah, for for those of you who don't know, the Ohio State is going on a spring break uh, trip, and I'm going to tag along as a designated old guy. Yes. So. Is is Billy football still going? He, uh, I texted him this morning to pay me for a hotel, um, and he said he's still trying to. He had told me he already bought his flight, um, but he's still trying to get it approved by Dave. So. Um, I'm going to try to text Hank tomorrow and see if we can get a different avenue to get, get him to get, be approved. So, um, that would be, that would be, that'd be nice. So, 
as far as I know, it's still happening. Oh, interview like time. They, yeah, yeah, it looks like they did an interview with Hungarian uh, TV. I don't know. Is there a link to it? Is that C location? Okay. Uh, cool. I don't I don't know what the context was and what was said, but uh, um, no no gripes for me on the social media efforts of the women's the, the team. women's team. They always are leaps and bounds ahead of the men's team. Um, you know, I think it's I think they definitely see the value in it, and they on all, all their trips are always you you get a full access inside scoop as to how they're handling things. I think there should be some articles on the website. I think maybe results, even if they're scrimmages, uh, uh, tell us who's who's at the camp, uh, yada, yada, yada. But Min Minimum de details, you know, just bare minimum. And, and even as a person yeah, I, that's been a part of those things, like I'd like to be able to be go back and say, hey, here's 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 me 20 years ago that I was, you know, a part of this. But, you know, yeah. if you don't have pictures and you have no proof that it happened. All I got is some grainy black and white photos. Otherwise, nobody would nobody would believe me. Mm -hmm. um, all right, so that's a that's a quick summary of the of the handball news. Uh, how are we going to transition? Um, trying to get some other newsworthy items here that we're going to get into our topic about athletes playing, playing you know, the transfer athletes and. Uh, there's the biggest story in athlete, I would say transfer athlete news is uh, Mr. Pat Spencer here. Um, he was basically the equivalent of the Heisman uh, Trophy winner in lacrosse at Tawaraton um, at Loyola. Um, and then he, uh, you know, decided he wanted to get back into his love of basketball, played a year at, at Northwestern. Um did surprisingly well there after not playing for four years of any organized basketball. Um, and now he's found his way uh, to the Golden State Warriors. So, yeah. So I, I pulled up uh, some of his uh, Loyola highlights, I guess. What, where is this Loyola? Is it Maryland? It is Maryland. Yep. Okay. Well, that, that makes sense. Um, for those of you not, uh, I, I by no means a lacrosse expert, but I know that Maryland is big in lacrosse with definitely Johns Hopkins. Hop -ed. Yep. And, uh, um, the, uh, Maryland, uh, Long Island, uh, East Coast. Yep. East Coast. I, I did a little research on on, on lacrosse, and I, I've done more since getting to know you and yeah, uh, making fun of your fanboy <laughs> podcast you guys used to do. Yep. Uh, I, I've you know, studied up on lacrosse. I, I was interested to know that there are five D1 programs outside of the Eastern time zone. All right. Utah is now, I think, D1. Denver. Uh, Air Force. Air Force. Five, two more. There, there's like uh, a couple in the St. Louis okay. area. Okay. Uh, so, but, uh, I, you know. And we've had we've had our our little arguments about you know what sports transfer and um, I, I'm skeptical of lacrosse. Okay, that's fair. Know. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But I, I will say this: I've watched it a lot more. I'll even you know I still got my ESPN Plus subscription. I mm -hmm. watch the the National Lacrosse League. I actually think 
that indoor lacrosse is probably indoor. a better better parallel to it's a lot handle. more congested you know so there's a lot as you have to play tighter you got to play through a lot more contact um you know here it's more soccer where you can really run away from people run away run around people versus indoor you're taking one two steps you're getting hit by somebody you got to make a pass move to the next guy a lot of drawn dish uh pick and roll action um but you know my big reason for lacrosse being the transfer is just the fact that you're shooting onto a goal there's no other you know there's no other sports where you have a goalie um and you are throwing something you know hockey it's slapping it from the ground soccer it's your feet um so this is the only one where you really use your arm to place a shot um so that's where i think it's a that's, a that's fair trick. and i think i think that's legit i think uh you know they they they've got a crease you know it's a much smaller goal but you're thinking along the same logic in terms of the you know, like where are the openings and and uh what's a better shot to take and how do i get myself free for for that shot yep. um so I mean I I I see the logic and you you're trying to get by people. Um that said that's that, defensive that skills skill, are pretty similar. That skill, so. that skill of moving a stick has no <laughs> little to no effective transfer in my opinion. It's the same throwing I mean it's the same throwing motion. So um it's hey. very that's all I will leave we can continue we can keep fighting it, but I defense think throwing a baseball or a dodgeball is 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 more of an apt analogy, I think. That, that, that's fair, but you don't have defense in either of those sports. Here, you have defenses. You're going both ways, so it's the same defensive layout. So that's where, as a in a totality of a game, I think it's uh, you know obviously water polo is you know up there, but that's such a smaller sample size. And swimming is a little bit different than running. Yes, yes. So, um. But yeah, I think defensive schemes, I've tried to help, like, you know, enact some of our, you know, handball defensive ideas to lacrosse and see how they translate. And, you know, some of the stuff's work, but a lot of the drills that we do at lacrosse are the same drills we do at handball. So, um, you know, it's the same kind of concept where you have your guy, you're trying to beat your guy, but you also have help defense um, on either side of you in some instances. What is, it, what is exactly angles. is the offense to defense transition? There's there's a there's a little bit of a swap out of players, kind of like beach ball, beach handball, isn't there? Um, it's probably more so like like a keel, you know, where you have guys that just play defense and guys that just play offense. So you have, you know, your three guys on that are permanently on defense. You have three guys that are permanently on offense. Those are attack and and, and close D. Then you have each team has three midfielders. So when you go to play defense, you usually sub out guys that are better at defense, and so you have three guys that are just out there to play defense but then when your team transitions to offense they might come out but they can also stay on if they want to so yeah. um not not quite the same i would say as, as beach handball per se but similar but i think of it yeah. more as like there, when keel subs out ever, there's never ever an exact yes uh, correct replica and analogy um and, and we've talked this and I think people are naturally biased toward their, their yeah, of course. favorite sport. I was a huge basketball fan. I still am a huge basketball fan. Uh, I've played quite a few different sports. And no two team sports have ever been as similar to me as basketball and handball. You know, they're both played yep. on 
you know, indoor courts, the running is about the same. The pace of play is about the same. Offense to defense transition is very similar. If you see a team in an airport and you go like, oh, that's a basketball team. Looks like an Amble team too. It happened to me several several times when we were flying as the U.S. national handball team. Everybody assumed it was a basketball team because we looked like basketball players. Quite a few of us were basketball players. You have the same similar athletes. And I've always said that there's like a, there's like a 70% overlap. You give me, you give me seven, 10 basketball players. I bet you seven of them could be good handball players and vice versa. You give me 10 handball players, seven of them could be good basketball players. There's, there's variances in the sport and you know, they're not the same. I mean, people like to think they're the same, you know, but I might even go a a step further though, because when I think about basketball, like shooting is is a very important aspect. And I've seen Abu try to shoot a basketball, and I don't know that we – it's one of those Abu, you know, Abu Bakar Fofana. So, um, Abu. I thought it's Abu. It's just saying Abu. Abu. Abu, yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so like I think just shooting a basketball is definitely harder than shooting a handball, I would say. That um, is the biggest distinction – and I think a lot of times that has happened, and, and I, I've kind of like joked about it, like if I had grown up in East Germany under the old system where they like would identify athletes for different sports at like age mm-hmm. 12, and they would say, you you will now play this sport forever. Yeah. They would have like looked at me and they would say like, oh, be a decent basketball player, but he is more suited for handball. He is more rough and tumble. And we will make him a handball player, you know. Um, and I, I was never a very good shooter, and that was, you know, a weakness that I had. I mean, in close, I had a good turnaround jumper, but God, free throw line, fifty-five percent. Yeah. I don't. It didn't matter how oh, many free geez. throws I shot. Shack. I wasn't getting any better. <laughs> um, but that to me is the big distinction. Um, if somebody can't shoot. Yeah, you know, handball, you know, there's there's finesse to that, but it's not quite as you got a little more wiggle encompassing room. as being able to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, why I tell the kids whenever I go to recruit, you know, I see a kid, he's shooting hoops and brick, brick, brick. I'm like, see that over there? That's a ten foot wide by six foot, one of those little circles. So um I think you might have a little better success shooting on that. So and and, and it's the same thing, you know, if you look at the uh at the college basketball players that have become NFL tight ends. There's, there's like a whole community of them. Those are the same type of dudes that would have been good handball players. If, you know, they weren't looking for multi-million dollar contracts just for, (laughs) you know, making the roster or whatever, but it's the same type of body composite, if you will. It's not perfect, but um, I look at lacrosse and I, I see good athletes Pat Spencer's kind of like, he's messing up my theory. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Um, but I don't see, I don't see, I don't see basketball players and handball players as much. I, I see, not always. I see guys that tend to be a little bit shorter. Not always, but you know, I think the average cross player is probably a little bit shorter than the average True. basketball player or handball player for that matter. Um, uh, 
but I've kind of come around a little bit saying, yeah, there's, there's, there's some similarities. Um, and, and I, I do see, you know, transfer, transfer potential there. Yeah. That's where I think, you know, it depends. Everything's obviously so, but you know, you can, when you get to the highest levels, each position can have different, I would say body types and, and play styles. So that's where like, you know, I would say in general, a, a lacrosse player is going to be beefier, more muscular than a, a basketball player on the average, especially in today's day and age. But at the same time, you don't necessarily need that in handball. Like if you have a tall, lanky backcourt player, he doesn't have to be super, you know, strong because he might not play defense at all or something like that. So, and, and, and such a player might have a hard time playing lacrosse too if he's too right. lanky. It doesn't look like a good lanky sport. I had a friend at the academy who uh, they were looking for lacrosse players and, you know, a big guy. So they made him a defenseman, you know, and it was, you know, it was simpler to learn, so to speak. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like, just go whack defense, somebody with this bowl. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, but the other factor that I wanted to get into a little bit, um, if we've covered like the basic yeah. differences, yeah. Was the other the other issue that I wanted to get into was the scholarships and the types of scholarships that athletes have. And Wikipedia, there's other websites that have it. Um, and uh, a lot of people they they like to again everybody's biased to their the sport that they played, um, but I don't think they're all equal. In terms of transition, when you're trying to sell handball, you're like saying, well, we take something from every sport. Yeah, I, I suppose if you want to stretch it a little bit, you can mm -hmm. you can make that case. But I'm telling you, I'm going to be looking for a lacrosse or basketball player before I'm going to be looking for an equestrian or yep. a soccer player, for that matter, or a volleyball player. Nothing against those sports. Well, maybe a little bit against a question, but um, I, there, there's 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 a reason why certain sports are better for transition than others, um, and why we should look harder at some sports than other sports instead of saying we'll take anybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because if you're taking anybody. You might not be getting the, the best, best athletes available, yep. or maybe that's all that's available, and you are by default going to take anybody. Um, because because the other thing the other thing is is when somebody comes from volleyball or soccer, and you talk to them a little bit, you find out, well, yeah, they also played high school basketball. They weren't very good, yep. you know, but they that they, they played it. Maybe they didn't have a good shot. Maybe they were a little bit more rough and tumble of an athlete or, or for whatever reason, but um, some sports translate better than others. And then the quality of the athlete as a rule, and, and this is, this is a little bit of an explanation in terms of the types of scholarships and the amounts of scholarships that are offered for each sports. Yeah. Here, here's, what are so there are four women's sports where everybody that is recruited has a full ride 
scholarship? Do you know what those four sports are? Um, everybody on the team. I feel like uh, everybody that's recruited. You could still have walk-ons. Okay, but there is nobody with a partial scholarship. You either are full ride or nothing. Man, uh, I I want to say basketball, which is probably wrong. That's correct. Uh, oh man, everything else after that's so small. Like I feel like soccer, um, golf. No, there's probably partial scholarship for golf. Uh, partial scholarships. The four field, sports are field hockey. <laughs> nope. The okay. four sports are basketball, and in this chart. If you have a decimal point, you are not partial. You no, you are partial. If you are a whole number, you are a what is called a headcount sport. Okay. If you are a partial scholarship, oh wow, we're already down to ten. Well, we may have to continue the discussion again. But if you are if you are a partial scholarship, this this chart you have a decimal point. So, for instance, uh, basketball. Basketball. There are thirteen. Men's scholarship athletes and fifteen women's scholarship athletes. I'm not sure why that's different. That doesn't even make any sense. But yes, well, go keep hold going. Hold on, hold on. Okay. In 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 football, there yeah. are eighty five headcount scholarships, and there are zero women's Fair. headcount. <laughs> okay, so that's why they, so, they added it, an extra couple extra more. Yeah. There are only two. Men's sports that are full ride for everybody. Basketball, basketball, football. and football. In women's, it is basketball, volleyball, gymnastics. And I thought that this was silly. Um, tennis. Tennis. That's random. It's random and it is absolutely ridiculous. Do you know why I th- say it's absolutely ridiculous? I, I mean, I just feel like it's no different than golf in that concept. Like, I feel like if that, why draw the line on tennis? So, why why pick that one to be a special sport? And you know what? What is the result of that? Is a ridiculous number of international athletes yeah. on full ride scholarships to include Hispanic women at HBCUs uh, from from like Latin America. Yeah, playing, playing, you know, getting a full ride to I don't know Howard University, Howard, yeah. or whatever, um, State. Yeah. So, what? Well, let's take lacrosse. So I assume you have some knowledge of this. Yeah. So here, lacrosse. So basketball, you have your walk-ons like the club trillion guy. Yep. But you do not have anybody who's like half scholarship or a fourth scholarship. There's some schools that I think even do one eighth scholarships uh, it's up to the coach the coach can decide you know with basketball and football you either got a full ride or you don't but yep. for lacrosse the coach is given 12.6 scholarships and he can divvy those up however he wants among all the players on his team yep. um, so i would like to think that pat spencer probably a full ride but not everybody at Loyal had a full ride. And Correct. some of those guys would be playing some important minutes. How, how many and, people on a lacrosse college team? 
Oh man, on a college team, you're probably talking. I don't know what the cutoff is, but it's probably like twenty eight or something like that. Maybe thirty, thirty two. Really? So, yeah. That's a lot of I mean, dudes. there's there's ten there's ten guys on the field, you know, at once, and then you're gonna have some specialist guys for face off. So you'll have two or three of those guys. And then you'll have, you know, two or three deep of lines like hockey. So you'll have, you know, another nine or so maybe middies and then you'll have another you know three or four defensemen and then another goalie so yeah so it's a good different it's a, it's a beef okay. so 12 so dividing that you know 12 and a 12 and point 12.6 by you know 30 some guys um it gets interesting and i know when i was you know working with tiffin to get the tiffin handball job um there was scholarship money uh, um available to us and you know, they, they basically told me it was the same kind of thing. Like, you know, if you have your 10 guys, we're going to give you X number of dollars that you can distribute how you see fit to to each player, or if not. So it's like interesting. That's a, that's a very interesting dynamic. And, and while I've read some stuff online, different coaches handle it different ways. But, you know, it's like, why is this dude getting a full ride? He's not, I'm doing just as much as he is. You know, yep. but what are you going to do if you're that player? You're going to complain to the coach. You right. Know, I, I guess if you were really good, you could trans. You could go into the transfer portal or something. Mm-hmm. That's uh, where this NIL things made things very different because you could be, you know, a third string guy who's on a partial scholarship somewhere, and you know, have a a pretty good NIL deal or no no NIL deal versus then going to be a first string guy somewhere else that. It might not have scholarships, but then you get an NIL deal. So it's like, you know, are we talking like major NIL deals for college lacrosse? No, no, no. I was I was transferring just to football and basketball, but uh, that it, it still applies um, a decent amount. I I met with the NIL director for Ohio State to kind of ask him, you know, obviously his thoughts on how I could go about something for handball because realistically, the fact that you have gymnastics and rifle people that have nil deals you know there's no reason handball player couldn't in the same kind of concept well, so i was like that's a talk for another time yeah. why the frick is rifle an ncaa sport you've got to be kidding me yep you know yep. and who why are they getting full rides I, i'm sorry if there are any rifle people i bet we can follow the money to, to get an answer we can follow yeah. the money no. So. no 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 you want to follow the money, you stop at basketball and football. Yeah, everything true, true. else is just a, is a load of crap. From from historical, strange historical yep. reasons, the, none of them make money. The only yep. sports that make money are football and basketball, and actually, women's gymnastics at some schools is making money. It does and some, pretty well. Yep. Some women's basketball programs are making money, um, but you know, fencing. Ouch! Come on, you know it's not. They're not making money with fencing. It's just historical purposes. They got in the club. They stay in the club. And handball, you know, what really pisses me off when they talk about, oh, our Olympic sports are going to happen. Not yeah, all your yeah, Olympic yeah, sports. Gets me. Not all time. your Olympic sports because handball isn't in that category. Well, anyway, um, we'll get onto that next week. <laughs> yeah, but my my point for this, we got we got three minutes. My point for this was to kind of raise the issue about the 
the relative value of a scholarship and the type of sport that person is coming from. Somebody that loves lacrosse is going to play lacrosse and he's going to want to play lacrosse in college. But there is a natural tendency for athletes to gravitate to basketball and football because they're all full ride. They're also very popular sports. Um, there's more opportunity there. There are more scholarships in those sports. Yep. You get a scholarship there, it's a full ride. I don't know if that's in the mind of every, you know, 14-year-old kid trying to decide what sport he wants to play, but it's probably in the back of their mind. Yep. You know? And especially when you look at 85 for football, I mean, you're talking long snipers, holders, you know, special teams guy that's just a gunner. I mean, you don't have to be the starting quarterback. You can be some third string special teams guy. And I, and I guess that's where I'm saying, like, somebody coming from a football program or a basketball program, chances are, on average, they're going to be better athletes because of this hierarchy, if you will. Yep. I mean, do case you agree? In point. Case in point was uh, uh, I didn't I did not attend obviously the Trailblazer Conference Championships this past weekend, but Pitt had a uh, a Pitt football player that played with them, um, and he from what I saw was uh, you immediately noticeable. Um, you know, wasn't game changing uh, still, but a talented player. He was and he was just a long snapper. I mean, so yeah, yeah. I th- this is where I go on the proxy for for better or worse. It's a it's basketball. It's roughly the same number of players. They have that hierarchy advantage that I'm talking about. That was the case that I was making. Not to say that obviously that lacrosse has got some great athletes, but pound for pound, that lacrosse athletes are not going to be as good as the basketball or football. That's that's the point I was making before. Maybe not as articulate. Yeah, Um, yeah. They're definitely more valued. That's for sure. So. Yeah, uh, they're, they're obviously there's dead weight sitting on the bench somewhere yeah. in yep. Hampton or UMass Lowell. Yep. Um, anyway, JD, we'll we'll continue this discussion more. There's more thoughts yeah. I have on this, um, but we're running out of time. For JD Orr, I'm John Ryan, and thanks for listening. Cool. That's good.